Welcome to episode 152 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, the New York Knicks and everything that is going on with their team this year and the marketing around it. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? My fact about me of the day is I met my wife on set of a production that we were producing for a client, a sports client, six years ago, and now I think four days ago, give or take. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was really kind of kind of crazy, very serendipitous. She actually thought that I was the caterer because I offered her some food as she was in the casting, and she said no thanks. Um, but then once she was actually cast in the production and she saw me on the next two shoots, and she's like, where's the food? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm just producing this. Um, so it was really kind of funny. Wow, look at that status change right out of the gate. She's just like, boom, caterer. <laughs> Way to overcome food, that food. one. Food, <laughs> That's right. My fact about me of the day, ironically enough, is six years ago yesterday, I met Mrs. Bacon in Switzerland. I was on a trip. A friend of mine works for one of the big accounting firms out there. They moved him to Switzerland for a few years. So we decided to go on a ski trip. Uh, One of my friends who we had met on a previous friend's vacation brought Mrs. Bacon with them. We all met in Switzerland and it was a uh, good fun time. It's amazing, man. It was really funny, and we should, I guess, tell the audience because we knew we knew this going into the uh, into our fact about us because you posted on Instagram, "Ah, oh, so great meeting Mrs. Bacon." You know, it's exactly six years ago today, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Yesterday, my wife posted, "It was so great to meeting my husband six years ago." So we were legitimately exactly one day off from when you and I both met our future wives. As you said, great minds think alike, which brings us to that's it, buddy. The New York Knicks, where great minds are not thinking alike, Brian. And there's a ton of thoughts I have in my head, certainly on the sports side of things, but also on the marketing side. Uh, You're in New York, so I will start this with you. What is your perception of what's going on with the Knicks? Everything from Carmelo to Dolan to Oakley. And then what's that doing to the marketability of a team who is seen as one of the almost like elite uh, NBA teams, but only because of the size of their market and the mystique of the Madison Square Garden. But when they're not winning, man, all eyes are on them. Oh, what a friggin' mess here in New York, man. I mean, I'm, I'm out in uh, the Twin Cities today, but I spoke with Richard uh, Brenton over at Daily Knicks, you know, last night because he was like, what is going on with this stuff? He's a writer over at Daily Knicks. And so we were already talking about this. It, it is a shit show. Let's be honest. It is ridiculous. Like at this point, what more can the Knicks do to really kind of degrade their brand in the way that people view the organization? I mean, the situation with Oakley was just ridiculous, handled absolutely atrocious it's just it's almost pretty sad and who knows I wasn't there you weren't there so everybody's taking sides obviously with Oakley and honestly let's be honest I'm kind of leaning that way as well but I can even say look I I don't know like maybe he did do something or say something that wasn't on camera that we don't know about it doesn't matter the simple fact that Dolan allowed it to escalate to you know where it did and then didn't even just de-escalate the situation after security handled it poorly he then goes on to rip Oakley publicly and try to destroy his character, saying that he was drinking. I mean, it is just everything that you should never do, not just as a as a sports organization. It is something you should never do as a leader. So the lack of leadership over at the Knicks is just astounding. 
Yeah. The Knicks are such a train wreck, but here's the thing that they should be doing. They should have all eyes on the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis, and talk about how he's going to be the future of the team. It's been anything but talking about the future. Everything I hear out of New York is what's going on this moment, when instead they're like, oh my God, we finally got a draft pick correct. How about we do everything we can to create a winning, supportive culture starting from the top? And Brian, as I texted you yesterday, the biggest issue in any business always starts at the top whatever the leadership or owner is that's how everything else is going to be and man James Dolan has just he just sunk the Knicks and the way he's handling this it's this is like business 101 like I don't even think I would expect myself to handle something that poorly nonetheless if I owned the Knicks oh my god I mean it's just ridiculous the the, the simple fact that you know, you know Dolan is getting on ESPN radio and being interviewed by the post and he's not just saying look it was a bad situation maybe we handled it poorly Oakley is a legend as far as Knicks fans are concerned you know let, let's put this behind us let's focus in on building an organization oh no that's the stuff he should have said in Instead, he's talking about how Oakley is, you know, has problems, is an alcoholic, and let's be honest, Dolan is not necessarily one to talk, and that's public information, right, that everybody already knew. So, come on. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous, it's immature, it's like a 12-year-old child is running the New York Knicks, and instead of an actual leader who's going to, you know, grow a team, and you're right, they got the draft pick right. Why are they not spending all of their energy focusing on that? Why is this the, the constant PR that comes out that the organization is just, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> doing the wrong thing, you know, by, by, you know, hacking down on Mello and just not really putting a team around him and also then criticizing him publicly. And then also, you know, James Dolan constantly going on these epic, ridiculous rants and making the organization look foolish. And I just don't get it. Why is the energy being put there when it could be around building a great team? And it's just not. And I think that that's the biggest losing proposition here, Rob, is that there's no hope in sight unless they change their attitude. Well, you're 100% correct on that one. Uh, it's For me, I look at what's going on in Philadelphia. For the longest time, it was like Sam Hickey's like, trust the system, trust the system, and to the point where they said, we're no longer going through this, except for the fact that one year later, now you can at least see some glimmers of hope in Philadelphia. The, the tune has changed after so much negativity. They're like, holy smokes, Joel Embiid is going to be ridiculous, and we're going to get Ben Simmons back next year, plus another draft pick, and you can start to see uh, everything good that can happen for the organization. And if you think about where the Philadelphia 76ers were perception and brand wise to where they are, even just one year later with Joel Embiid coming out compared to what's going on with the Knicks right now, who are in such a better market and potential situation if they wanted to be because they were a better team look the Knicks aren't just you know you know the example organization of what not to do in sports they're the example organization of what not to do in life and business it's just so sad it's pathetic that these are the conversations that we're having and look I'm a New Yorker I love the Knicks I grew up wearing their jerseys I still I still have a closet somewhere at home in my mom's house somewhere there's buried all sorts of Knicks jerseys basically from every player in the early and mid 90s it's ridiculous like these shouldn't be the conversations you and I are having Rob you know we're talking about market one and I think that's the crazy part we're talking about like okay they got a draft pick right um you know free agents where are they looking like New York always pulls talent just because hey playing in New York is awesome 
But if you put the New York Knicks anywhere else, oh my God, everyone would stay away with a 10-foot pole. And I just worry that if the organization doesn't really turn around and show some level of leadership and that there is hope and that they are rebuilding and that they have some sort of vision for the future, why are agents and, and you know, why are free agents going to look at the Knicks as a potential opportunity? So I want to throw this to the young sports fans that are out there, and I'm going to compare this to the way that I was raised. So I'm from Pittsburgh, and in Pittsburgh, uh, they only raise you one way, and that's a lover of all things sports. And I have a Pittsburgh Steelers tattoo, but here's the crazy thing. When I was a kid, the Steelers were not good. It's when they had Bubby Brister. It was the under the Chuck Knoll era, and my favorite team was actually the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it's really interesting with the way that there's so many things vying for kids' attention right now, that there's a kid somewhere who's grown up in this Knicks era who says, there's no reason why I should like the Knicks. I'm going to root for another team. Or, God forbid, he says, you know what? I'm going to go root for eSports instead of the New York Knicks. And I think this is something that's a realistic possibility for can a fan base shrink. Yes, obviously it's going to grow, but not at this certain rate that it could be. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that's the biggest challenge, right? And, and all teams are challenged with how do you continue to grow the fan base and impress young people because, you know, you can't – it's hard to make somebody a basketball fan when they're 30 and 40 years old and they've never been a basketball fan. The chance of them be, all of a sudden becoming a basketball fan is near zero. So you have to start with the kids. And what, A, what example is this organization setting for, you know, young kids trying to look up and find, you know, something in life, A. B, what are they doing to actually bring in fans and – and parents who have young kids who might be interested in basketball or potentially, you know, be interested in basketball. I mean, it's just ridiculous. If I was a parent, I wouldn't be saying, oh, let me go to the Knicks game tonight. Not with my kid, maybe with my, maybe with my friends and my homies to have some beers and watch the shit show. But I'm not bringing my kids to the Knicks now. Like, that's a really bad position to be in. So, Rob, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip the script on you for once. What is your takeaway, uh, you know, to the audience based on what we're seeing with the New York Knicks? The, the biggest takeaway just fess up to your mistakes. And often it is the cover-up that is way worse than the actual crime. In this, this this entire mess could have gone away significantly quicker. So anytime in regular business, even if you're wrong, even if you're in the James Dolan position where you're like, crap, this one's definitely on me, man up, take it right then and move forward because that's what everything is about in life and in sports is what can we do moving forward? That's how the greats overcome adversity. Just like Tom Brady and the Patriots down 28 to three, it's like, what are we going to do? Let's win this play. And that's what you do. Right. And, you know, I, I spoke about this, Richard, over the Daily Knicks, uh, you know, dot com, which, by the way, everyone should go over there and check out uh, these guys if you're a Knicks fan or you want to kind of get the dirt of what's happening and maybe even read the article that uh, they just posted uh, because they asked me a really great question. So I'm just going to kind of give you the, you know, <laughs> the notes on, on how I answered it because I would answer it the same on this show. He asked me, if Dolan put you in charge of fixing the Knicks relationship with fans and players, what are some things that you would do to help? I said, first of all, I would tell Dolan he's to never speak to the media again, ever. Like, it's ridiculous that this is where his brain goes, that he's just this arrogant, angry guy, and that is the face of your organization. I think that's disgusting, so I would tell him to never speak to the media, right? Then, and Sports Illustrated wrote about this the other day. I wish I remembered the writer. I'm not giving him credit, but, um, you know, they were talking about how Adam Silver really needs to step in and really come down hard on the Knicks and say, this is not how organizations under the NBA should be run, and I think that needs to happen 
happen because NBA fans and Knicks fans need to see that there is some level of leadership and somebody gives a damn. Um, and then I, I would I would put some face in the organization. Uh, you know, get it away from Dolan. Get it get it over to some of the legends who have played there before, like Starks, Oakley, somebody. They don't have to even have a say in what's going on, but make them the face of this organization again. Make the players the face of the organization. Um, you know, and, and then the last thing I, I, I said was like, look, they need to rebuild the fan base. They should, in the offseason, especially since they stink, they should, in the offseason, be doing practice at every elementary in high school in the five boroughs and invite the kids of each one of those uh, schools to come there and watch and meet the players. Because you know what? When they start to create that direct relationship in the community again, people care, and then they go to games. Not just now, but for life, for the next 40, 50, 60 years, and then they bring their kids and their grandkids. That's how you build long-term relationships and success. This nonsense back and forth, nitpicky PR, he said, blah, 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 and trying to destroy characters of formal players that the fans love, that's, that's how you lose in every aspect of the game. Man, someone get out the fire extinguisher because there are flames Woo! everywhere on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I don't know. Let's. I think we should just leave this one off at that. It, it's. It's. This is everything not to do. And I think other teams, organizations, brands, companies, entrepreneurs, everyone can learn a lesson from this. Um, not. Not just the teams. <laughs>